For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word and thrive in Christian living. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. And I'm so excited to tell you about our brand new in-depth Bible study academy. Have you always wished that you knew how to study your Bible in-depthly for yourself, but you just don't have time to go to Bible college? Well, join us this year as we adventure through 12 different courses designed to give you the background and the tools to study the Bible for yourselves. You can find out more information about the Academy on our website at coffeeandbibletime.com. I'm Mentor Mama, and our mission here at Coffee and Bible Time is to help people delight in God's Word and thrive in Christian living. And one of the ways that we try to boost your Christian living is by keeping you informed of the latest in Christian entertainment. So today, we are sitting down with director Sydney Tooley to talk about her new movie, Sun Moon. This movie's theme is so inspiring and helpful to understanding God's purpose for our lives and how when following God's plan, even in difficult and trying life moments, taking a leap of faith will pay off. So, Sydney Tooley, our guest, she made her screenwriting and directorial debut with Sun Moon. Set in the heart of Taiwan, the movie is Tooley's love letter to the country that helped her discover joy and purpose during a trying period in her life. Sydney taught English in Taiwan after college and was able to draw inspiration for the script from her experiences. Please welcome Sydney. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that you could join us in having had the opportunity to watch the film. I'm really excited to talk to you about it today. So first of all, congratulations. I'm very exciting. So your first film. Tell us... um, a little bit, give us some background um, on the storyline and just what inspired you to make this movie. So um, Sun Moon started uh, when I went out and became a a teacher uh, between like 2016 and 17. And um, it was kind of one of those like phone call things where you're like, well, you know, we're moving. (laughs) My parents were like, we were moving. Uh, would you like a job in Taiwan? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and so I went out. And so the film actually follows um, probably about 60% of it is autobiographical. Um, and so that's kind of where I got the inspiration for a lot of uh, the classroom scenes, which are word for word with students I would have worked with. Um, the the sisters are based on me and my own sister. Uh, the, the mom character is based on an aunt that I lost while I was in Taiwan. Uh, even Horace, who is kind of the love interest, which there was no love interest with me, but he was, he was the teacher that worked there. And, um, and, uh, unfortunately he also passed away, uh, the year after I finished teaching there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, we've dedicated the movie actually to him, uh, in his memory. Uh, so there's a lot of it that was inspired by just living a lot of it and seeing a lot of it, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about the teacher part of the movie, because in the movie, she's kind of just thrown into it, seemingly (laughs) a, a little bit unprepared. Tell us about how that translated to what you actually experienced. Yeah, so the whole film kind of started with a scene. I wanted to film the scene of uh, what it was like standing in front of all of the students in the classroom and not speaking Mandarin and having no teaching materials. And that was pretty, like, realistic. Like, that whole scene is literally how it went for me. I know I had time to kind of settle in and stuff, but my first day of school was literally like, here's your desk, which in the movie, that's my actual desk. Um, that I used to teach at. And uh, they were like, here's your desk. Okay, now run to your class. And I, I, you know, in a lot of school systems, you stay in the classroom that you teach in. And in their school systems, you don't. And so it was me trying to run around, like finding classrooms and like, no one speaks any English. And it was, you know, so all of all of those classroom scenes are very realistic to what I experienced, um, almost like word for word. completely. So it's, it was, (laughs) you get the real, the real feel of, of just being thrown in there. Yeah, you do. And I love too, though, I'm sure just like in real life, there are moments of humor that you guys Mm -hmm. really, I thought so cleverly pulled out in the movie. I mean, there's a lot of good laughing moments as well and trying to interpret between the two you know, different languages and what the kids are thinking or feeling or hiding. (laughs) Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about how the main character in the film is, is really facing some dark moments in her life. And at the same time, God is asking her to step out in faith and put her trust in his plan. So I'm sure many people have experienced this type of situation. Tell us a little bit about how you did. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Kelsey starts out, the whole movie starts out with her being left at the altar, which full disclaimer, I was not left at the altar. Um, I know everybody's like, is that what happened to you? Like, no, I'm I'm fine. (laughs) But um, yes, but um, I think that Kelsey's faith journey um, is is in this case, one of avoidance. Um, and I think it's a journey that a lot of us take, but I don't know that I've ever seen it really portrayed this way. And so while we can see as the audience, like she's being pushed toward this thing in, in her mind, she's running away from her, her failed love life, from her family situation, from God in general. Uh, and she, you know, she covers it up by being like, well, it's, you know, it's he's the pastor in the film is like, well, it's, you, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. And so she kind of latches onto that. But I think for her character, she really is trying to run away from everything. And I wanted that to kind of be portrayed that our faith journey, even if we're in, you know, the trenches of our relationship or at the peak of our relationship, the journey is always different and maybe unconventional. Um, and so as she goes, you know, she starts coming to realize that she is afraid to have the faith because what if she loses everything again? And she's too afraid to love. Um, she's too afraid to trust because what happens if God just takes everything away from her? Um, and, you know, so I wanted to portray that very realistic relationship with God, uh, that it's not always 
you know, easy and God's not just going to fix everything the way that you think he should. Yes. Right. And that's just so true in, in all of our lives. You have an interesting dynamic with your sister in the movie. How much of that correlated? And I thought that was just, you know, such a key part of what was going on there. Yeah, I, um, I based a lot of it on kind of my sister and I's relationship during the time that I was in Taiwan. Um, she stayed behind to go to college. And during that time, she was um, visiting and with my aunt as my aunt was going in the hospital and, and doing um, kind of going through all of those things with her. And I always felt, I think, personally, like, guilty that I had abandoned her, you know, and I, I wanted that to come out in the film partially, I guess, for like selfish reasons to be like, you know, I can go back and change the past. Um, I never was able to say goodbye, uh, to my aunt in that situation. And so the film allowed me to, to change things, to change the past, to change the outcome. Um, and I know like my sister and I, uh, definitely had, to come to terms with each other, I think after the whole thing. Um, and we're, we've always been like best friends, like very similar to the film, although she's a bit more bombastic than our, than our Liz character. Uh, but, um, but I think a lot of it is a, is a, a true portrayal of what it felt like uh, to kind of be in that situation. Sure. One of the things that really impacted me, I think, in my gut was at the beginning, you don't really fully know what's going on with their mom. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're in that scene and you only see a corner of the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And that just like felt like a punch in the gut. Like, oh, wow, this is serious. So mm-hmm. you guys did a great job with that. Well, how has writing the movie helped you personally in trusting God's plan for your life? Yeah, the writing, I think writing a feature is difficult. Um, And I was blessed to have Susan Isaacs come on as a a secondary writer um, with, uh, with me closer to the end when we were getting ready to go into production and working with her. She's fantastic. Um, And uh, but I think for the first two years or so I spent writing this movie, um, it was it was it was a faith journey because you don't know if what you're writing people are going to watch, especially when you think about it as an autobiographical piece. Uh, it's first of all, you're like, am I egotistical because I'm writing about myself, um, which, you know, and, and I'm, part of the other thing is you, you get kind of swallowed up in uh, in the realism, uh, it becomes almost therapeutic, which will kill anything that you're trying to do. And so, you know, later I had gotten so tunnel vision into it that having, uh, that other writer come on was really helpful. Um, but I think it was just every day at the same time, I'd go to my coffee shop and I would write for a certain amount of time and I would go there every single day and sit. And even if I didn't write anything, but like two lines, for five hours, I still sat there and I was like, I'm still doing something. So I think it takes a lot of, a lot of faith to do that to every single day for two years, like just write this thing, not knowing if it's going anywhere or what it will do. And I'm, I'm so 
blessed that it is doing as well as it is because you just have no idea while you're in the writing phase. Um, and and the script itself is like one, it's its own movie. I mean, and when you translate that into production, like now production is its own movie. I likened it to having a child, but like that grows up in like a year. So like you have the, the conception of the idea and then the production is kind of like now you have this this thing and you hope it's going to be good. And then you get it into the post-production and it grows up and you're like, oh, I hate this teenager. It's so get out, <laughs> like you know, and then you let it go. And you're like, did I raise it well enough? Is it okay? I mean, is she going to be okay? Like, is she strong enough to be? And did I teach her everything? I'm so, I don't know. You know, and you have a full empty nest syndrome. It was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I think there was no way that I would have made it through without having just like a, uh, almost a childlike faith through the whole thing that it was just going to work out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably a, a great way to move forward in something kind of that's unknown. I was actually really um, drawn to to this particular um, piece of entertainment as I was kind of looking at the list of all of the latest Christian things. And what really stuck out in my mind was that it was an autobiographical experience. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ooh, I, I really want to see that because – um, I was excited to see what it looked like to live there and what the people were like there and just your whole story. So for me, that sort of adds an extra element of of interest. Well, some of our people that might be listening to this podcast might be in a similar situation as to what you know you were at that time. How would you give our listeners advice to take courage, you know, in the Lord's plan, no matter what he's asking. I think that, um, part of faith is just, it's almost like blind faith in my mind. And as I mentioned, like child, childish faith that things are going to turn out. Okay. Um, I know that, uh, my favorite thing is people saying, well, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, and I, I have to be like, no, wait a minute. Like, are you just saying that? Cause it's funny or like, cause you think it's funny right now until you're off-roading in the jungle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things that I kind of kept with me while I was doing the whole journey was the question, do you, would you prefer to have the map of your life and see where you could go or would you rather be in the car with the map maker as he is paving the way? Um, and to me, the idea of being, you know, being with the map maker as my life is being kind of paved for me and I'm going along with it. Um, th- that was way more exciting to me. And so I think there comes a point where people are going through hard things or people have to make hard decisions or you don't really know what, you're supposed to be doing next. Um, and I always say, you know, like, I guess like take, you know, take your leap of faith, take a step, be in motion. Because I think that for me, at least it seems that if I sit still, nothing really happens and I don't really know what's supposed to happen and God's not just going to fix it. Um, but, and I, I feel that God works when you're in motion. And so at some point you have to jump and you just have to take take the leap of faith and go for it. And if you go down the wrong path, then you will be, you know, moved to the path you're supposed to be on. Uh, 
but I think, yeah, you just have to jump for it. Well, take heart. Uh, if you are listening, sometimes you just have to go for it <laughs> and, and trust God along the way, which he will, he will redirect your path if it needs to be, but he will also lead you and guide you. Well, one question I have for you, Sydney, is how, how did you see God at work while you were in Taiwan, while he was using you there, and then also throughout the process of creating the movie? Yeah. Um, while I was there, I think, I mean, I think everything is, is God when you go out into the jungle like that. I, I, I mean, in Taiwan, in a way like where we live and my parents are still missionaries there and where they live, um, is the jungle. Uh, and, um, you know, it, when I was first living out there, it like two weeks into it, I had cried every day and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go home. And honestly, this is the weirdest thing I think that, but I, I took it as a sign for me, but there's a, a, a lot of bugs, uh, in the jungle and I don't do bugs, especially cockroaches, you know? <laughs> and I remember being out there and, and I finally was like, God, I can't do this if there are bugs. And I'm going to ask you to please not let there be any more bugs in my bedroom, which is a really weird, like fleece thing to put out. But there were, I never found any more roaches or giant spiders or bugs ever in my room my entire time for the whole year that I lived there. And I was like, I think this is a sign. Praise God. I'm with you on that one. But but to me, I was like, okay, like if, if I can pray that there's no more bugs and that tiny, that little thing was taken care of, I can probably make it um, out here and be fine. And, you know, and you also are, I mean, I love working with kids because children see God in a way that's so pure. And I think that and that was kind of in the film, um, the Rachel character is in a way our voice of God. Um, she's so innocent and like just has this beautiful childlike faith about her about everything that she does and I think that kids when we work with them uh, first of all like kids are kids across the board I love going to orphanages in other countries and like because children just want to be children and they just want to be loved and in a way they're like purest way of of communicating to me and so being a teacher they really ministered to me um, which I didn't realize until later. And then you start writing something like this and you start filming it and it's, and you just start realizing all of the the lessons that you learned from just being around children. Um, and then I guess when we were filming as well, it was, it was one thing after another, there's no way that God was not involved because we had shot the first week in Nashville um, Taiwan had not been affected by COVID up to this point. Um, as soon as we wrapped the Nashville side, Taiwan shut down for COVID completely. We could not get into the country to film the rest of the movie. So we sat for about somewhere between seven and nine months. We just sat and we just waited because we can't do anything. We couldn't get our visas. We couldn't get into the country. Everything was on lockdown. And even if we could get into the country, we'd have to go through quarantine, um, which we did. And uh, eventually I went down to the embassy myself 
And the whole way down, I was like, okay, God, like if we're going to go make the rest of this movie, something's got to happen while I'm down here. So I went down to Atlanta to the embassy, the Taiwanese embassy. And I, and I talked to somebody there and we just chatted about Taiwan. And within 10 minutes, I had a visa in my hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, you know, and within the week, my whole team had visas and we were cleared wow. and we left very quickly after that. And so that was a miracle in itself. Um, we got to Taiwan, we had to go through 15 days of quarantine, which was a lot. And, um, the crews, we had a lot of different crews trying to work together. Um, a lot of, just a lot of people who don't speak English. I don't speak Mandarin. Um, we were so blessed to have such a good crew. Um, our crew became really good friends with everybody. Uh, we, we had some people who got sick during filming and we were able to, you know, pivot our days so we could make our days and, um, and they got better and were able to come back to set. And we were, it just, a lot of things can happen while you're out in another country. There's a lot of possibility for sickness or accidents or especially on sets like this. Um, and we were just blessed to make every single day under the time we were supposed to. Um, and everybody came out safe and happy and we made a lot of good friends doing it. And I think the whole thing was just blessed from the beginning. Oh, I can definitely, um, tell you regards to the kids like one of my favorite scenes was the play that they did with Ruth and Naomi and the kids I thought were just so cute and and like you said they have this childlike faith that um is almost contagious I feel like especially when you were you were watching that part of the film there Mm -hmm. well you wrote the character of Kelsey as someone who is also dealing just with huge losses and painful, unexpected events, yet she chooses to allow God to use those trials instead of placing blame on God for her situation. How do you think sticking close to God through his word really helps to place, to not place blame on God while navigating these hard places? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah, I think um, part of it. Because uh, I, like I said, my own struggle was kind of in the film there. And um, I, I think part of it is it it's sad, but the sad reality is that bad things just happen. And I've found personally that putting that blame, like, and I know we want to find places to 
like something to blame for the bad things that happen. Like I do this often and, you know, and I have blamed God for a lot of things and then gone back and been like, actually, you know, like it, it worked out. It's sad, but it worked out. And I think, um, I think my favorite book in the Bible that I go back to a lot, um, like Ruth is one of them, but I think the other one is Joshua because I love like in the first chapter how many times god says like be strong and courageous um because i'm with you to do this thing um and you know and even looking at job and what job goes through and his his faith that he continues to have throughout all of the trials that he goes through i think there's so many stories um that we can go back to and and see the grace see the love that's there um see that there are other people that have gone through these trials and they've come out okay in the end. Um, And I think that's been really, really helpful. Yeah. It's what we can't see on this side of heaven is just that God sees the big picture, right? And so he may have a very, you know, he he does know what he's doing. He he is allowing you to experience these hardships, um, but he has a bigger plan and purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, when God let led the main character to another part of the world just at that really critical time when she was so devastated. He was really working through her um, to make a difference in the lives of the other people that were there as well. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how important it was to take the spotlight off of her circumstances and really focus on the lives of the other people there? And how did you experience that as well in real life? Mm -hmm. Um, I think for the character, it's, she is going through a lot and she does have a lot of anger. Um, And I think it was really important that we found a good balance so that you didn't dislike the character. She needs to be relatable, uh, but also, you know, not be, someone that we just hate watching because she's just angry Mm -hmm. the whole time. And I also think that it's a realistic thing that happens um, for the most, for most people that I've talked to going out and overseas, but for me specifically, um, the world is so much bigger than we are. We are so focused on ourselves, on our problems, on us. We are such uh, in a lot of ways, very entitled in that way. And when you step out of that comfort zone of like, look, we live in this first world country into a country that doesn't have what you have. Um, and you get to talk to, and again, like working with kids, they bring you stories where they're just so they bring you such sad stories or things that they've gone through and, or things they're going through and, and, but they're still happy and they're still they're still living their lives and, and excited about things. And they still have that wonder about them. And it just makes all of your problems seem so much smaller than the whole world that you have like to explore. And so I always tell people your greatest education is to go, go to a different country, go experience a different culture, go listen to someone else's story because We, especially with social media inputs and with the way our society is, we are so focused on what we need. How are we supposed to be happy? What do I need? And when you don't look out, we never open our eyes to the rest of the world. Yeah. I know 
in this particular case where the kids also expressed some of their hardships in the movie, I mean, that really was a powerful moment or moments when they would share, you know, I don't want to give too much away here, but just that I think is so important to, and it did get your mind off of it, even, even as the person watching it and you saw her character really um, investing in those kids and trying to understand what they're walking through as well. Mm -hmm. Well, as we wrap things up here, Sydney, what do you hope audiences are going to walk away with after watching Sun Moon? I really hope one that um, this, this film is my love letter to Taiwan. It was my way of giving back to a country that gave me so much. And I really hope that when people watch it, they get a sense of the community of the culture of the people, how beautiful everything is over there. And, and just they're, they're such beautiful and giving people. Um, and so I would really love people to walk away with that cultural aspect. Um, but on the other side of it, I would hope that when you watch it, you, you come out with this sense of, you know, God has a plan, maybe an unconventional plan, maybe an off-road trip into the jungle somewhere, um, <laughs> for you. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, just, just being, being open and aware that, you know, Jesus doesn't have a box. He doesn't really do the things, the thing, the way we think they should, but they always come back around and end up being okay in the end. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm sure people are going to walk away with that. It's, it's very, um, it's, it, it, there's so many adjectives to describe this film, but it's very, you know, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It, it does um, give you insight into a whole nother culture and the beauty. I loved just the visual um, aspect of seeing what that country looks like because I've never been there. And so the sun, moon is the lake. Is that correct? Yes. Um, the title holds a couple of things. Like I'll briefly go over those, but the sun, moon is the lake where um, my parents live and where I live or the, the end um, I would go up to that temple um, very every week. I mean, apparently they knew who I was when we came into film because they were like, oh, yeah, that American girl comes up here and reads books, you know, <laughs> like did not know I was being watched. Um, but it makes sense. There's not very many Americans in this part of the of the world. Um, but uh, it, the other thing about it was I loved the the marriage of East and Western thought culture um and also being you know and when you think about it like right now in taiwan it's probably it's the middle of the night right now um and here it's our daytime our morning um and so i loved the idea of that physical representation as well yeah oh well sydney how can people see the film yeah the film is streaming on pure Flix right now um it is it's very exciting. Awesome. Well, we will be sure and have all of those links in our show notes so that you can find it. And how can people find out information about you, Sydney? Yeah, the best way probably to follow what I'm doing is um, on my Instagram. So you can follow me. It's Sid Tooley. It's S-Y-D, the number two, L-Y. And I usually post uh, updates there about what films I'm working on or what traveling I'm doing or, you know, 
Um, so that's kind of the best way to follow me. Or you can look up my website, which is sidtooley.com. It's S-Y-D-2-L-Y.com. Um, and I'll post, you can watch some of my early, early work, um, which is very interesting and fun to watch now. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, we definitely need to follow Sydney. Okay. Before we go, we just want to ask you a couple of our uh, questions that we like our guests to answer. What Bible is your go-to Bible and what translation is it? Yeah. So recently, um, especially since I've been doing a lot of overseas things, I got the uh, Cultural Study Bible, which is an NIV translation. Um, it's it's got so much depth to it about historical context, um, different things that are going on in the world at the same time. It opens up, you know, I, I found when I was reading the Bible myself uh, that the it feels so in its own bubble. Um, and I was like, no, there's there's other things like what history is going on. Yes. At the same time? Um, and so this Bible gives you all of that detail um, breaks down a lot of things for you. And I, I love bringing that culture into it. Ooh, that sounds really neat. Okay. We will put the link to that below. That's I'm going to have to check that one out. I haven't seen that one before. All right. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Um, I'm an avid journaler, so I just keep one with me all the time. Um, and I usually just get one that speaks to me at the moment. And then I'll, I'll fill it out to the point of, I think, you know, I'll, I'll fill it out to the point of, well, I think this book is complete and I do all my journaling and my Bible study and, um, any, I'll put everything into that book. So it becomes kind of a capsule. Um, and so that's kind of the way I like to do things and I don't like to mark up my Bibles, So I'll use, um, post-its or, you know, things like that to put in to specific verses so that I don't, mar my my pages <laughs> cool okay oh i love that well sydney thank you so much for being here today to share your new movie with us congratulations again thank you and for our listeners be sure and grab some friends and check out sun moon which is now streaming on pure flicks if you click on the link in our show notes it will take you to their site where you can get one free week of pure flicks that you can watch from any device. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Have a blessed day.